Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's thank God for the word. It's worth the fight. It's worth the press. It's worth pressing through. Can you say amen? How many know it's been fed to the lions, but the lions couldn't eat it? It was thrown in the fire, but the fire couldn't burn it. The walls can't contain it. Hell cannot stop it. The flood can't drown it. The devil can't defeat it. It's the church. You're the church. It's not the building. I say keep on praying. I say keep on fasting. Come on. Hallelujah. If you fall, just get up and try again because you're the church. I believe what he's telling us tonight is if you'll press through, there's gonna be victory. If you'll just pray through, there's gonna be victory. Clap your hands and praise him all over the building. Hallelujah. I just sort of feel like somebody needs to just dance before him. I feel like there ought to be a victory shout. Amen. There's been obstacles. There's been challenges, but I know who I am. I've been forgiven. I have been given a second chance. And yes, I win. I'm going to step across the goal line on golden streets through the pearly gates. Hey, my name's still on the roll. Devil, you can say what you want to, but I've been washed in his blood. I've been filled with this spirit. So excuse me if I get a little bit happy. My name's on the roll and my feet is still on the rock. I know who I am and I know who he is. His name is Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and shout Jesus. Not only am I gonna make it, my children are gonna make it. The saints of God are gonna make it. The devil's lied to you for too long. You are a victorious people. You've been filled with his spirit. You've got more power in your fingernail and he's got in his whole army. Somebody declare the name of Jesus right now. Somebody shout Jesus. I am Victorious. I want you to shout, I am victorious. We're about to march through territory and spiritual dimensions like we never have before. Through, through the oppression of everything that's happened in the last few months, the church has grown. Conversions, dozens baptized, families coming back to God. Financial increase in the church. Amen. Miracles and signs and wonders. Prayerfulness like we've never seen before. Hundreds showing up for a prayer meeting on a Sunday night. What am I saying? The devil can say what he wants to say, but God gets the last word. He said, I'm gonna have me a church. It's gonna shine brighter in the darkest of the night. Will there be a falling away? Yes, we hear about it. But the whole church isn't gonna fall away. The church is gonna rise to its greatest place. Somebody shout amen. You may be seated. It wasn't too long, too long ago that Cindy reached up and we have some fine china in the cabinet. You know, I don't know why we haven't got it out more than we have, you know. It was one of those things we got as a wedding gift. How many remember the fine china in the china cabinet? Anybody know what I'm talking about? My, my, 
my mom, my mom, you know, at times would get the nice plates out, and you know, she always cooks a great dinner growing up. We had dinner about every night, and big dinner on Sunday, and have special guests, and she get special plates out. And one time we had company. My brother walks in the room. Who's just a cut up? You know, my brother David's a cut up, and uh, he he walks in, you know, fancy company there, nice table spread of food, and he walks in and says. Oh, thank God, we don't have to eat off styrofoam tonight. <laughs> we didn't usually eat off styrofoam, but he, he was just waiting to see my mom's veins pop out in her neck. He was just getting her going, you know. Fine china, it's the special moment. It, 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 it's, it's the Easter celebration dinner. It's, it is Christmas time and the family has gathered around the table. It's the, when the family comes in, it's the special friends. You reach in. It's not just ordinary. You pour. You pull the fine china out and spread it and set it up on the, up on the mat and have, have the, the charger under it. And you got everything together, the nice silverware and the nice fancy glasses. And you know what you learn is you only pull it out for the special occasion. But I do believe the end time church is God's fine china. It's been sitting there for a period of time, but he said, I'm gonna bring it out at the most important time. I'm gonna let my church shine in the darkest of the night. You have to understand, you weren't, you weren't the church in, in, in the 1930s, but you weren't the church in the 1800s, but you know what I believe? We're the church in the last days in the perilous times, in the dangerous times. Is it possible that somehow through the ages of time that God looked down through his prophetic knowledge and he saw that you would be able to stand with the opposing of the darkness of the time? He said, I want to have me a church that will be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. It shall not be moved. It shall produce its fruit in its season and its leaf shall not wither. Is it possible? He looked down and said somewhere in 2020, just before my trumpet sounds, when there's all types of chaos, immorality, sin, it's dangerous, it's risky, but I'm going to have a church that's going to be holy, it's going to be righteous, it's going to be pure, it's going to be full of faith, it's going to be full of power, it's going to have everything I want it to have. Come on. And he said, I'm going to present he said, I'm going to present to myself a glorious church without spot and without wrinkle. You know what I believe? I believe he's insulated us with goodness. He's insulated us with mercy. We don't have to go to hell. We don't have just to be on the defense. No, we can rise up and say, I am a one God apostolic tongue-talking born-again believer. I've been washed in his blood. I can live prosperously. Come on, I can live happily. I can be saved and victorious. I will not fret. I feel like somebody to jump to your feet and say I will not fret because of evildoers. I'm going to be what God has called me to be. Somebody shout I will be what God has called me to be. Turn around to somebody and say lift your chin up. Lift your chin up. The Bible says he's the lifter of my head. Don't you buckle down. Don't you buckle down with cowardice because of the day and age we live in and the agenda of the spirit and the antichrist. You can be seated, but you're gonna be on your feet in just about 10 seconds. 
I'm going to tell you why. Because in the end time, everybody hold two fingers up. You're going to have two prevailing spirits in the end time. It's the spirit of the Antichrist. You've heard me teach it. 2 Thessalonians 2, he said, but don't be troubled in the time of the coming of the Lord. Don't be troubled in your mind. He's talking to the church. When the son of perdition shall be revealed. When the mystery of iniquity shall be up on the earth. He said, don't be troubled in that day. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be troubled. You know why you don't have to be troubled? Because there's another prevailing spirit that's on the earth. It's not just the spirit of the Antichrist, but it's the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Ghost. And he said, I'm going to pour it upon all flesh. He said, watch what happens. He said, well, in the last days. Brother John Heine, we preach it with Pentecostal fire our whole life. But in the last days, he said, I'm going to pour my spirit upon all flesh. You know what's going to happen? Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are going to see visions. Come on, brother, you scared. Get out of that seat and run just for a moment. I know you want to. Old men are going to dream dreams. Young men are going to see visions. On my servants, on my handmaidens in those days, will I pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. You see, when everybody's talking doom and gloom and failure and final and don't know if we're going to make it, don't know, there's another voice. You're going to make it. Greater things are yet to come. Signs and wonders and miracles. I'm going to pour my spirit. The church is going to flourish. It's bigger than this building. It's bigger than we can contain. On 1365 Chamberlain Street, you listen to this preacher. There's a harvest in Zanesville bigger than we've ever seen harvested. But you got to stand up and say, I'm a part of that harvest. I'm a part of that in time. I'm a part of that church. That devil is a sly old fox. If I could, I'd put him in a box. I'd put him in a box and throw away the key for all the dirty tricks he played on me. He's sly. He slips in through your social media page. Conspiracy after conspiracy. Well, it's gotta be true, pastor. It's on Facebook. I know it's got to be true because Brother Google, Pastor Internet, Prophet Internet, I know it's true, it's on the news. Fake news, somebody said. We better be careful. I hear Isaiah today. We sing it. Whose report? Will you believe? See, it's a decision. I will believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I am filled. His report says I am free. His report says victory. I come to tell you, God's got the final say. There's going to be a powerful church in McConnellsville, a powerful church in Beverly 
well. There's going to be a powerful church right here, but somebody's got to believe it. We are the church. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, Come on, look at your neighbor and say, come on, just do sign language. Just lift your head up. I don't know what that is, a sign language. I, I think it's just lift your head up. Lift your head up. We don't need to be looking at our shoelaces. We need, we need to lift your head up to the heels, which come with your help. You see, lifting your head up is not arrogance. It's confidence. There's one thing you better have in 2020. The Bible says, cast not therefore away therefore your confidence. You've got to have confidence not in your flesh and bone, but you have confidence in the prevailing spirit of the spirit of truth. Yeah, I can go on a job, and the job can be, come on, listen to me. I can go to work, and all of those immoral people with all of their jokes, but I can be holy. Come on, all you young, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you young families right now. Listen to me. You can be holy. You can be holy in an age when the Bible says, woe to them that give suck or woe to them that have young children. I know it's talking about the danger of the hour, but don't ever forget that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's a liberty, there's freedom. Come on, I'm preaching to some of you young families. I do not not have to fret. I wish there was a dancer in the building on a Wednesday night. I wish there was a shouter in the building on a Wednesday night. This is I'm free. I am free. Hallelujah. You see, faith, faith is a demeanor. Faith is a demeanor. Faith says, I don't have to have the answer now to know that the answer's coming. I don't have to see it to believe it. All I have to do is believe his word and his word. Listen, spiritual immaturity, spiritual immaturity. I have to feel it to believe it. I have to feel good to praise good. I have to feel him to worship him. But spiritual maturity is I don't have to feel good I don't have to feel him because I know him. I don't have to come in and everything's good. I don't have to come and all the reports are good because there's one report I know is that he's always good. He's good when I got up in the morning. He's gonna be good when I go to bed at night. So I'm gonna praise him with a headache. I'm gonna praise him if I don't feel well because he's worthy. Come on, somebody praise him and shout the Lord is worthy. I praise him because he's good. Look at two or three people say the Lord is good. Lift your head up. Come on, look at your neighbor. Now just tell him, say, get your head up. We're the church. We're not the underdogs. Come on, we're not the left behinds. We're not the second rate. Oh, this is gonna get the crumbs that fall off of everybody else's table. Uh -uh. Um, my daddy's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He's got the biggest army and he's got the strongest authority. When I call upon his name, whether there's seven billion or eight billion, it doesn't matter. He hears me when I pray. When I say the name of Jesus, angels come to my rescue. Is there anybody that believes this tonight? Clap your hands and say amen. Somebody shout glory. glory. 
I want you to look at two or three people and say, we are his people. Come on, look at your neighbor. Get your head up. Don't you be discouraged. You want to get discouraged? Watch CNN. You want to get discouraged? Just watch a bunch of news. When I was growing up, they used to sing a terrible song in church. I don't know why they sang it. I went to one church and preached about it, and the pastor got mad at me and sang it the next time. You may be seated. Are y'all ready for the song? Well, is it in the song book? Hold the fort. Is that in there somewhere? Anybody remember the song, Hold the Fort? Anybody remember that song? Hold the fort, for I am calling. Jesus, meet our need. Wave the answer back toward heaven. By our grace, he'll rescue us. Because we're almost defeated. We're on our last leg, our last breath. Jesus, if you don't go ahead and come, we're all going to backslide. And nobody laughing because you like that song. Shame on you. I said before we would never sing it at church, and I just did. Rescue me, Jesus. If you don't come, I'm going to slip away. Oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what he's doing. Not only is the church going to get stronger, backsliders are going to be stronger than they were before they ever left when they come home. Because we're his church. We're his church. Somebody shout, come on, look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up because we're his church. Don't you pray with your, don't you pray shamed before him. The Bible says there's a time you come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There's a moment you lift your head up and you say, I know who I am. Abba, Father, Jesus, you're my daddy. Now, Lord, I need some strength today. God, I believe you're gonna make a way where there seems to be no way. Come on, I believe I'm coming out of this. God's about to answer my prayer that I've been been praying for for a decade. Do you believe that? If you believe it, jump your feet and shout, I believe he's going to give me a miracle. I believe he's going to give me a miracle. Amen. Come here, Brother Derek, and help me for a minute. Brother, Brother Burns was supposed to have been here tonight. So, Brother Eric, come on, help us. He called him Brother Eric. Somebody shout, it's Wednesday. It's Bible study. But I feel revival. I feel as the pastor that we should never, we should never feel more victorious than what we. Let me see. We should feel victorious right now. Let me just put it that way. Do not be discouraged. We are the church. You say, but I messed up. Get up. I messed up. Get up. But I, I failed. Lift your head up. You think he died for the perfect? Uh-uh. He said, it's not the well that need a physician. It's those that are sick. He said, it's not, it's not the righteous that need a savior, but it's those that slipped up. I've come to preach to you. You ought to get in the devil's face and say, I'm not going to lay down. As the preacher said, if you've done all to stand, stand therefore and get up and I'm going to make it. Come on, somebody shall stand with me. Look at three people and say, stand with me. Come on. Tell them, say, lift your head up and get up. I feel a word for somebody. Four lepers out of the gates of Samaria 
There ain't nothing on the inside of the gate. They so hungry, they eating each other's kids. Donkey's head. Donkey's head selling for. I don't remember what I preached, but I preached about a donkey's head some weeks ago. It's a prophetic word. I feel this for somebody. And they look around, and nothing going good in the city. And they look at them, their toes are rotting off, their nose, their ears, their hands. And he made a statement. He said, why sit we here till we die? You know what I'm gonna tell some of you that's been struggling? Why just sit and rot? Well, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get healed. I, I don't know if the prayer's ever gonna get answered. I, I just, man, I messed up, so I'm probably just gonna die and go to hell. Lift your head up. Come on, I said lift your head up. Get your eye off of the city and get your eye on the possibility. And they said, why sit we here till we die? Some things we're fighting for. Amen. You say, but I ain't felt good when I'm praying. Well, keep on praying. You know, I ain't felt good when I fast. Ain't none of us ever felt good when we fast. I get a headache when I get up early in the morning. Just work through the headache. But why sit there and rot? Why sit there and die? You just got to get up and say, if I'm going to fail, I might as well fail trying. Trying to have me a victory in my family. I'm going to the Syrian camp. I'm going down there and I'm going to do something. If I got a limp all the way there, I'll limp all the way there. But I've got to do something. I just can't sit here and die. Something's got to happen. Something's got to take place. Look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up. Don't sit there and die. Study says it was Gehazi and his three boys. I failed God. I lied to the preacher. I stole some money. I did things I shouldn't have done. Got a curse upon me. But something got inside Gehazi. Something got in that leper. They said, I'm not going to die in my dilemma. I'm not going to rot in my failure. If I'm going to have any grace, I can't have grace while I'm sitting doing nothing. So you know what I think I'll do? I'll just start clapping my hands. I'll just dip down to the house of God. I'm just going to get on my knees and start praying and believing something. Come on, quit waiting on it and go after it. Somebody shout a miracle. It's in the making. I wish somebody get a little preacher in them right now and point a few people and say, there's a miracle in the making. They're going to be lined all the way out for the Nehemiah. We're going to have to have them lined up, dismissing them. Going out, so many people are going to get baptized. But you hear me? We're going to be baptizing them in your home. We're going to be, I'm glad to hear about people getting the Holy Ghost at camp meetings. But there are no camp meetings going on. Why have we limited God to the house of God? When the Bible says praise him in the sanctuary, sister rose up the grave, and in the firmament of his power, if I read it right, elder, he's the same God in my living room as he is in the house of God. And I'm going to tell you where they're going to start getting the Holy Ghost at the anchor. We're not going to reach this city by just having the move of God in this building. We're addicted to 
to good church. We're addicted to good preaching. Where we need to be addicted to the ministry of the saints. I wish every single one of you felt a call to preach. I know we've been victory, but I feel like to get a little heavy. My daddy told me yesterday, he said, I started slowing down reading the Bible through. He said, I'm doing half of what I usually do. He said, I'm just slowing down. He'd read it, a lot of times read the Bible through several times a year, but he said, I'm just slowing down. He said, I'm seeing some things. He said, Jesus said, if you're, not, if you're not for me, you're against me. Are you ready for this? He said, if you're not gathering, then you're scattering. Let us sink in. You know why we don't save people? Because we don't think we're saved. We're struggling to stay saved. That is a lie of the enemy. I'm going to tell you how we're going to reach thousands of people when everybody gets in the gathering business of the church. Look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up. Become a fisher of men. Tell them, say, your home could be a place where anchor, anchor gathers. Brother Derek, I don't know if I'll ever do what we did in a COVID-19 deal again, shutting the church down completely. I'm going to do everything I can to follow CDC that and stay safe. Y'all know I've tried to be safe. I've tried to protect this church from any of that. But let me tell you what we'll do. We have released small groups. We're doing it. 40 small groups. That when they say only 10 can meet, we can meet in 40 different homes. If we, Elder Sharp, have services all day long at the anchor. If I got to preach 10 or 15 times, I think I'll do it. We got to have service on Saturday evenings and Sunday day. And you know what? We'll do it. But I don't think that we ought to, we ought to, I don't, I don't, I, what I'm saying is, is that God's not limited to a camp meeting. He's not limited to a Sunday evening service. Look what he's doing on a Wednesday right. Do y'all feel what I feel? Hallelujah. Brother, you're scared though. You're probably going to open your home up and JoLynn and Ella opening your home up and becoming a prayer station, a prayer meeting home. And how many like to see people get the Holy Ghost in your house and repenting you? It's gonna happen. But you gotta become victorious. Pastor, I made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. Lift your head up. Come on, everybody put your hand on your chin and lift your head up. Don't hurt your neck, but lift your head up. Look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up and get up because redemption's coming. Brother Nehemiah, he said in the book of Amos, he said it this way. He said, I raised up of your sons for prophets and of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even thus, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord? Bear with me, don't turn me off. I realize I've been evangelistic preaching tonight. He said, but you gave the Nazarites wine to drink. Come here, Brother Tyler. God's going to give you convictions. Convictions. But not everybody else is going to have. If we're not careful, we as a body walk up and say, you know, I don't think that's necessary. Don't you put that type of burden on you to go and, and you know, and, 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 uh, Zanazarite wouldn't shave his head. 
A Nazarite wouldn't drink of the vine. A Nazarite wouldn't get around dead things. Outward appearance matters. Somebody shout, it matters. It's the vow of priesthood. What's next? What you consume, what you consume in your life does matter. Number three, what you get around will determine your outcome. Outward appearance, what you intake, and what you get around were the three levels of a vow of a Nazarite. But when God gives you that, God forbid the church walk up and say, you know, I don't think that's all necessary. I, I don't think you ought to be going on a seven-day fast. Uh, well, matter of fact, why don't you come and just get a cheeseburger with me? Come on. Uh, you know, God, God, God doesn't expect that of you. God doesn't expect you to be that holy. God, He said, I've raised up Nazarites among you. He said, but you give them wine. You tell them it's not necessary. He said, it, it bothered God. What happened to the church that we don't want our young people to have consecration? Let me tell you what God's done in this generation. Elder Sharp, Sharp, Sister Sharp, I've never seen a generation like it. If the Bible said to wear purple every day, they'd wear purple every day and they wouldn't argue it. I'm talking about all these young couples in this church. They're so convicted. They've got consecration. God forbid we get up and say, well, nothing really matters. Just have faith. Just do, you know, be like the world and just make it. No, 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 no. We believe God's calling them to consecration and we don't want to hinder them from convictions that God's called them to. Come on, are you hearing this preacher? What? He said, he said, and commanded the prophets saying, prophesy not. He said, I've sent Nazarites to you. And you tell them, you tell them they don't have to live in that consecration. He said, I sent prophets, young prophets, and you won't even let them. Give them time in the pulpit to prophesy. Do you see him up here jumping and shaking, jerking and speaking in tongues while he's preaching? He ain't doing that because he drank too much coffee. I don't think you had an energy drink before you got up here. He's feeling the anointing, and I'm not making fun of you. But you're preaching like this and moving. I'm doing the same exact thing. You know why? Because when I start preaching, I feel something come over me that's not from me. He said there's victory if you oppress. He said fight your way to the altar. Pray your way to the altar and victory's gonna happen. Come on. If you believe that, let an elder shout amen. Somebody shout amen. Look at your neighbor and say lift your head up. Brother Tyler, can you feel that on you? It feels like fire. You see what you were feeling is why he does what he does. Why he does what he does because it's the fire of the Holy Ghost. Are you ready for this? When he's preaching like that, he's filling the prevailing spirit of the spirit of truth. And while he's preaching, Antichrist is running. Demons are fleeing. Spirits are leaving. Depression has to go. Fear is out the door. Because you, he said, I sent a prophet to prophesy. Let him prophesy. Now, I've never said what I'm about to say, but I'm closing. Amos was not a prophet. The Bible lists him as a minor prophet. The Bible says, now let's take the text for tonight. You know, let's, let's take the text for tonight. I'm going to start preaching from this verse from this point forward here this evening. You're laughing because you're nervous. Amos chapter 7. Turn there with me real quick. Amos, I'm almost done. Y'all don't want me to quit. I know you. Y'all love the word of God. 
Come on, how many feel the anointing of the Lord in this house tonight? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up. We're gonna make it. Amos 7. Amos 7. Verse 12. Irabosata. Stand with me, Tyler. Great job tonight. Thanks for not quenching the spirit. Thanks for just being you and releasing yourself. That's what we need. We don't need fancy oratory with no anointing. We need the spirit of truth to drive away from us everything the devil's been trying to put on us. My, I feel deliverance in here so strong. How many feel like God has set you free from some things during the night? How many have felt that? Amos 7. Watch what it says. Come here, come here, come here. It says, also Amaziah said unto Amos. Brother Nehemiah, grab a microphone. Look what it says. Grab, grab a microphone. And go ahead and read a little bit. I'm going to follow along while you read what it says verse 12 also Amaziah said unto Amos O thou seer go flee thee away into the land of Judah and there eat bread and prophesy there oh we don't want you prophesying over here we don't want no prophet among you just leave us alone God forbid today this church ever gets to a place you don't want to hear the word of the prophet listen true Judgment, Brother Reinhardt, is when God shuts the, vow, the mouth of the prophet. Well, I thought it was when Ananias and Sapphira, they, they cheated on their giving. They dropped dead right there and they carried them out. That, was, that wasn't judgment. God just withdrew from them. Judgment is when he shuts the preacher's mouth in your life. And to think that for one minute that God was sending them a word which was mercy is they're saying, go somewhere else and prophesy. Look at your neighbor and say, we need the prophet. Hey, can I tell you in the end time revival, you gotta love preaching. You gotta love the word of God. Come on, don't you let anything keep you from the house of God. Because when you hear the spirit of truth is gonna prevail, we're not letting Antichrist in this church. We're gonna, we're gonna pray everything he's put on you out. We're gonna preach it out of your life. Somebody shout amen. Go ahead. But prophesy not again anymore. At Bethel, for you know, what Be- you know what Bethel means? The house of God. We don't want you prophesying the house of God. Then what in the world is the house of God for? Entertainment? Make me feel good? Get up and talk politics? There's no room in the church for politics. Agendas. We don't need agendas and political agendas in the pulpit. We need the spirit of truth. We need the gospel to be preached. Come on, let me tell you how to help the preacher. When he's preaching, you say amen. You get up on your feet and get behind that young prophet. Get behind that young preacher. Preach to me, preacher. Come on, pray for the preacher. I want to hear the word of God, preacher. You know what I miss? I miss your grandpa. He'd have been so proud of you, Brother Derek. And I was thinking of him this on Father's Day. But he'd sit right here. When I was preaching, I was getting it going. You know what he'd say? He'd say... Woo! Buddy Hodge. Sister Hodge, he said, Woo! Woo! 
said, that's a McDonald's cup of coffee message right there. Keep on preaching. You know what it made me want to do? It made me want to keep on preaching. Amen. I, he so moved me. My dad one time, he was, my dad one time, he was sitting on this side of the church. Evangelists came through. The church was quiet and dead. Preachers giving it his all. My dad said, he just sat there and said, amen. Amen. So finally that preacher made his way to him, stood right in front of him and preached right to him because he found him an amen corner. The Bible says the promise of the Lord are yea and amen. Don't let the prophecy, don't let the prophecy and the promise come out and you not get in agreement with it. Come on, it's as important for the amen as it is for the prophet. If you want the miracle, you got to get involved with the spirit of truth. When you start saying amen and start worshiping, come on, it's all right to run the aisles during the preaching. It's okay to dance during the preaching. It's all right to shout hallelujah during the preaching. Watch what happens. Look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up. Get to the word of God. Start reading the word and guess what's going to happen? We'll start preaching what you've been reading. What you've been digesting, God speaking to you, starts coming across the pulpit, and you start saying, My, 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 honey, you think, did you tell the pastor what we had devotion about last night? Did you tell him what we were talking about on the way to the house of God, Buster? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, no, no, no. But the spirit of truth is one in its body. We are members in particular, but we are baptized by one spirit. And what God's been saying to you, He's saying to your pastor, He's saying to the prophet, He's saying to the evangelist. How many want to be in unity with the spirit of truth, the prevailing spirit? Watch. Read on. For it is the king's chapel, and it is the king's court. Oh, my. Go on. Then answered Amos and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was an herdman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. I was just a shepherd on the hillside. I was a gatherer of fruit, just a laborer. And God... Put his word in my mouth. I didn't ask to be here. He told me to come. See, sometimes in the end time, what's going to happen is he's going to allow the herdmen and the laborers and just the common worker in the church to start prophesying. All prophecy is not going to come from the pastor. It'll just have to be approved by the elder. 1 Corinthians 14 by the elders. What I'm saying is there are going to be men and women. The Bible speaks of prophetesses. They're going to rise up in the end time. And when the devil's doing everything he can to tell you the church is closed, the prophets are going to prophesy. When the enemy is saying don't prophesy in the house of God, the prophet's going to prophesy. When the devil said the church has been defeated, the prophets, I'm going to tell you, the sons and the daughters are going to get up and they're going to stop prophesying. You know why? Because you can't stop what God already put in motion. Lift your head up. You know how I look at it? Too late. This locomotive's been running for 78 years. It's not going to, it's going to, devil, you might as well be just a yapping chihuahua barking at a freight train. You can't stop it. It's going to plow through you. It's going to go be, it's going to knock down every wall. It's going to push it out of the way. I'm telling you, you're the church. You're a force to be reckoned with. I wish we could high five, but you can't. But just look at somebody and say, we are the church. Devils are going to be defeated. Churches are going to be planted. 
Watch what God does in the next few months in McConnellsville. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your mind. Come on, somebody just start rejoicing. If you've got any victory in you, why don't you just say, I'm not going to sit here. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Come on, somebody get out of your seat. Be careful, but somebody get out of your seat and say, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come here. Come here, Cindy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I praise her right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, Cindy and I rejoice for every backslidden family to come back to the house of God. Lord, we pray right now. We praise you in advance for our saints' children that's been lost coming back to the house of God. They will not go to hell. They will not be denied. The devil can't keep them any longer. Lord, we praise you. some mama that your baby's not in church or just hell I'm going to put Satan under my feet the spirit of truth says they're coming home can you feel what I feel I feel real victory come on you're not going to get victory if you don't worship better than what you're worshiping you got to let go and shout out with praise Lift your hands all across this room. By the power of your name and by the authority of the word of God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that your life, anything that is unclean, be transformed right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray, oh God, that you will transform, God, that you will convert, God, that you will loose your spirit in this house right now in Jesus name let's praise him come on I want you to take moments we're here we've been praying for three months right now we're going to praise him for what he's getting ready to do with those prayers come on somebody needs to start praising him for what he's getting ready to do Jesus Christ. 
Jesus' name. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Come on, there's unity in the house tonight. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, keep giving God some glory right now. I'm going to move where the Spirit's moving. And if he wants me to dance, I'm going to dance. Wants me to leap, I'm going to leap. Wants me to lay hands on somebody, I'm going to lay hands on somebody, but I'm going to do what the Spirit is bidding me to do. The Bible says, quench not the Spirit. When God starts moving on you, it's because he's getting ready to do something in you, through you, and for you. You cannot become, uh, you, you know, so controlled in your demeanor that you can't follow what God is doing. Well, I don't know that my worship can impact anybody. If that's the case, then they should have never shouted for the Jericho walls. But when they shouted, God did for them what they could not do for themselves. And when the Spirit starts moving, God asks you to step out of your flesh, beyond your limitations of your flesh, and start worshiping. It's uncomfortable sometimes, but you got to make up in your mind. I didn't come to Bethel for the prophet not to prophesy. Or I didn't come to Bethel for his spirit not to move. So if he wants to move on me and clap my hands and shout hallelujah and weep and cry and tremble and shake, whatever it might be, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm going to be a moved... I'm going to be moved by the Spirit. I'm going to worship Him. Come on, let somebody say amen. I don't want to limit what God is doing. Our greatest harvest have happened in our most exuberant worship services. It's ones you think that the guests are thinking you're crazy, but that's at the moment that they feel what crocaine and crack cocaine and fentanyl and stealing and all that stuff couldn't do for them. I'm going to tell you, our city needs a church that's moved by the Spirit, that adheres to the prophecy of the Word. Come on, somebody shout amen. Look at your neighbor and say, lift your head up. Are they done with you, service? Can we find out, Brother Winnegar, if they're done? Oh, Brother Cody, he's probably got them on their face praying right now. Don't leave yet. Let's not become the church that says, we don't want no prophets. We don't want no young people getting holy and consecrated before God. But you know that's happening today, right? Telling people, you don't need that consecration. Just live the world and God save you and go out and drink and do all kinds of stuff. You know, we don't need that. God's calling people to righteousness. Are they done? They're done? Have them to come in here. I want them to social distance. Brother, you, you men, can you push those chairs back right here? Chairs back right here. We want them to come on this side, not around our seniors. Let's push these chairs back right here. We're going to be one body here tonight. This is a tremendous crowd for Wednesday. Amen. Everybody shout, we're the church. Thanks for preaching with me. Not sitting there just looking at me. Man, you guys, there's nobody like you. Nothing like the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want to push these back. We want these young people to come in. 
Have them come down the center aisle over here when they come. Brother Burt, will you make sure they do that? We want these young people. When they come in, I want you to stand and honor them. There's a great host of them that love God. Sister Mary Williams was one of their biggest cheerleaders. Bring them all into the front. One want them to stand. Have, have Pastor Cody and youth team come in here. Social distance as best as you. Look at this. See, the devil said no young people want to live for God, but it's Wednesday Bible study, and look at this right here. Keep your distance, but I want you to, come on, stand back. Separate as good as you can. Look at that. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Let the prophets prophesy. Gather over here. That's it. Spread out. Social distance as best as possible. Look, they're still coming in. You young people, lift your hands. Let the Holy Ghost fall on you. It's been in here all service. I want you to stretch your hands toward them and begin to pray. I want you to lift your hands individually. Go ahead, Rowan. Go ahead, Brother Josh, Brother Denver. Lift your hands, and I want you to let the Holy Ghost fall on you. I am saved and sanctified. I am filled with His Spirit. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come here, Pastor Cody. I want you to pray whatever God puts on you. We're almost done. But the Holy Ghost is falling in this room. The Holy Ghost is here. Come on, y'all ready to pray? We got a powerful young preacher gonna pray over us. Pray what you feel in your spirit. I want you to lift your hands right now, Lord. I thank you for the generation that's standing in front of me. God, this is a powerful generation. A generation that you have placed, God, knowledge and wisdom in, abilities, talents, giftings, business ideas, Lord. You have placed it in them. And Lord, I pray, Lord, tonight over them. God, in this, in this time of isolation, in this time, Lord, of being away, being tucked away from different things, I pray, oh Lord, that you would preserve them. I pray that you would preserve their spirit, oh Lord. I pray, oh God, that you would preserve, oh Lord, everything that you have put within them. But God, beyond that, I pray it would begin to sprout. I pray it would begin to take life, that it would begin to take root. God, that these young people would begin to operate in giftings, begin to operate in talents and abilities. Oh God, right now, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, use them in the gifts of the Spirit. Use them, oh God, in this church to do things, oh God, that we've never seen before. Use them, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for every parent in this room tonight. I pray for every mom and every dad, oh God, that's looking for the answer of how to raise and how to cultivate and how to do it right, God. I pray tonight strength into them. I pray wisdom into them. 
I pray peace into them. I pray knowledge and help into them right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Listen, I want everybody to shout on the count of three. Let them prophesy. One, two, three. They're going to speak future. And when you guys begin to pray, the Holy Ghost is going to come to pass. Lift your hands and pray the Holy Ghost all over the building. said it I'm not coming down off this wall we're doing a great work I want you to look at somebody and say we are doing a great work amen young people we're going to have you dismiss out we want you to know the reason we had you in because I preached about you tonight we want you to obey the Holy Ghost we believe in you we believe in you you're going to help lead us. You really are. You're going to speak things. Amen. Brother Cody, would you lead them in a social distance fashion out of here as best as possible? And if y'all can't really keep your distance, don't be shaking hands and hugging. I know that's hard. But if you can't, no, don't go around the seniors. Stay back over here. Yeah. Yeah. Take them out that way. It's fine. That's it. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.